church. It's so good to see all of you this morning in God's house to worship him and to lift up his name together. We're glad that you've come for our worship service this morning. If you are a guest, we are delighted to have you with us, and we pray that you would take out that guest tab that is in your bulletin, fill it out, and place it in the offering plate when it comes around. Uh, We would love to contact you and uh, let you know what God is doing here at Mechanicsville Baptist and how you can become a part of this wonderful body of believers. If you would uh, look at the back of your bulletin, you'll see we have a few announcements uh, this morning. Uh, Don't forget all ministry teams. Uh, You have a lunch right after the service immediately following and the Family Life Center. There will be instructions uh, at the very end as to uh, how to go about that. But uh, that meeting will be at noon uh, for lunch this afternoon. Uh, Regular Sunday night activities are occurring youth, ladies ensemble at 6, and then deacons, you have a meeting at 6.30, and sounds of the spirit at 7. Also, Monday, if you look on uh, Monday, it says that there is a Wednesday night children's workers meeting that has been canceled. Uh, There will be further notice on rescheduling that, but that meeting has been canceled. Uh, Worship team, you meet at 6.15 on Tuesday, and then uh, there is prayer meeting at 11 o'clock on Wednesday morning. No prayer meeting, though, Wednesday night because we have a business meeting at 6.15, and that business meeting will be in here uh, at 6.15 on Wednesday night. Regular Wednesday night activities will continue uh, there's an opportunity for everybody to be a part of something here at Mechanicsville Baptist on Wednesday night. So we pray that you'll come out, bring your children out. Uh, you come out as well and uh, be a part of what we're doing here. Uh, also, there uh, in your bulletin, there is a uh, notice on the blood drive that uh, we are doing. And if you would like to sign up for that or if you would like to help with that, there will be a sign-up table in the back of the hall uh, immediately following the service. So there will be a table back there. Uh, Amy Chodorov is back there, and she would love to help you out uh, with that and let you know how you can be a part of that. Well, let's prepare our hearts and our minds to worship the Lord Jesus Christ this morning.
You know, I, I love the words to those, the words to that song. Shine, Jesus, shine. And, you know, you may be going through something today. and You don't know where to turn. And I pray you would just let the love of Jesus Christ shine on you. Because when he shines on you, you'll beam very brightly through his love and the way that he desires a personal relationship with you. Amen, church. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer together. Father, we pray that you would shine on us this morning and that we would fill this place with your glory, lifting up the name of Jesus, the perfecter of our faith. Lord, may your light shine in our hearts. May your light shine through us to a very, very dark world and a very dark culture. May we be the representatives of Christ and may we show the world that, God, you truly are worthy of worship because of the amazing God that you are. Bless us, Lord, as we lift up your name today. We pray that you would anoint Tim as he brings the message and may our hearts be open to receiving the word of truth that you would have. We pray that, God, your truth would pierce somebody's heart this morning who is in deep need of you. May your light shine through their darkness and may they see the awesome God and Savior that we serve. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Our next hymn says, God, you are worthy of our worship and our praise. Would you stand and sing joyfully with me hymn number three?
if you would remain with your hymnal out and turn to number 327, Grace and Assurance. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore doth my Father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which gave them me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. As our scripture spoke of just a moment ago, of Jesus being the good shepherd, and we are his sheep, and he will just be there for us uh, no matter what is going on in our life. Would you turn to that wonderful hymn that speaks of Jesus as our shepherd, hymn number 61, standing as we sing together.
Blessed Jesus, hear, O oh, hear our prayer. Let us bow to worship the Lord. Heavenly Father, you've given us the very life that we have and the breath that we breathe. To you we owe everything. And yet, Lord, we still sin and we don't come into your favor. But Father, this morning, even though we owe you everything, we give you a small portion back for you to use as your will desires. Lord, take what we give and not only use it for this building and those within it, but for your heavenly kingdom outside these walls. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
know you, uh, you can hear me, but it's not coming. There you go. All right, now it's coming through here. We'll work on this. I'm sorry. Did everybody hear what I said, though? Okay. Sorry. I don't know what's going on here, but we'll figure it out. Um, the other thing I want to tell you, Wednesday night business meeting is very important. But, you know, it's a regular scheduled business meeting. But the um, youth pastor search team has a recommendation to make to you. And uh, they will uh, introduce a candidate to you and ask for your affirmative vote in order to uh, uh, come have the person come in for a call weekend. So we need 40 in order to conduct business. So please come. They are ready uh, to present uh, a candidate uh, to you or at least present the profile of a candidate to you for a call weekend. That will come probably in November. So uh, I wanted to make you aware of that. Please continue to pray. Uh, as this person continues to discern, the committee is unanimously behind this person. I am behind them too. Uh, and so I hope that you will uh, listen uh, to them on Wednesday night as they present uh, the profile of this candidate to you. Let's bow for prayer. Gracious Lord, as we come into your presence, we give thanks for the opportunities presented to us each day. For the hope that rests in us in knowing that you are indeed the good shepherd. And because you are the good shepherd, Father, you call to us and we can hear your voice. We're grateful, Father, that uh, we have continued in a search process for a youth minister. And we're grateful that the committee has come to uh, a conclusion and has unanimously stood behind one candidate. We pray, Father, that uh, as we move forward with this decision, that we will discern your will for this church. We are grateful that there are those who are willing to come and willing to serve. We pray, Father, that as we come together in this place on this day, that you will hear our prayers Hear our prayers on behalf of those who are ill. We know, Father, that as we give them to you, you are already working in their lives. We pray for healing, Father. But we know, Father, that as we give them to you, we pray that your will would be done. We are grateful, Father, for the power of your love to transform us. We are grateful for those who hear your call to the mission field and are willing to go and willing to serve. They go, Father, and we pray and we give to support them. We are grateful, Father, that as we bow in your presence on this day, we do so recognizing that your word reigns supreme, that the gift of your word gives us guidance and instruction and shows us the way. We pray, Father, that you will draw near to us as we open your word. We pray, Father, for our country and for the decisions that are to be made in the next month. We pray, Father, that your will would be done. But we know, Father, we live in a very fallen world. We live in a world, Father, that is counter to your love. And so may we, Father, seek your will in all that we do, and all that we say. In the name of Jesus, amen.
thank you to those who changed their schedule to come to the second service today so that we could have the time, uh, a little bit of time this afternoon to meet with our teams so that um, we can have some direction for the coming year and get to know those who are uh, working with us. And as John said, you'll be getting a little more information about that at the conclusion uh, of the service. The flowers this morning in front of me on the communion table are given in honor of John and Edna Munn on the occasion of their 67th wedding anniversary. So we congratulate them. I brought them in here and put them there myself this morning. So we are grateful that uh, we can share uh, in that day with them with these flowers that grace our sanctuary. John chapter 10 verses 1 through 10. Most assuredly I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things which he spoke to them. Then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly, or truly, truly, or verily, verily, depending on your translation, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. During World War I, some Turkish soldiers tried to steal a flock of sheep from a hillside near Jerusalem. The shepherd, who had been sleeping, suddenly awakened to see his sheep being driven off on the other side of the ravine. He could not hope to recapture his flock by force single-handedly, but suddenly he had a thought. Standing up on his side of the ravine, he put his hands to his mouth and gave his own peculiar call which he used each day to gather the sheep to himself. The sheep heard the familiar sound. For a moment they listened and then hearing it again they turned and rushed down one side of the ravine and up the other toward their shepherd. It was quite impossible for the soldiers to stop the animals. The shepherd was away with them to a place of safety before the soldiers could make up their minds to pursue them and all because his sheep knew their master's voice. Our Lord used common experiences as vehicles for communicating great truths about God. In writing the fourth gospel which is evangelistic in purpose, John the beloved apostle selected a variety of events in Jesus' life along with a variety of teachings to communicate great truths about God. It was no accident 
that Jesus described himself as the light of the world. From day to day, his disciples could remind themselves that Jesus was the light that dispels the darkness that disturbs and threatens life itself. And speaking of Jesus as the Word or the Logos, John used a term familiar both to Jews and Gentiles to describe Jesus as the very mind of God, the language of God, the utterance of God, the conversation of God, which would be the eternal God who was communicating with the minds and hearts of people. John selected a statement from our Lord concerning His being the living bread from heaven as a means of revealing that Jesus Christ alone satisfies the deepest hunger of the human heart. John also quotes Jesus telling a woman at a well that He was the living water that quenches the thirst of the soul. So we see that when we look at John chapter 10 how that Jesus could compare Himself to the great shepherd. For He has provided light, He has provided food, and He has provided water. All of those things required to live. All of those things that a shepherd would do for his sheep. John uses two major figures of speech from the lips of Jesus to describe His mission and ministry. Our Lord is the good shepherd who gathers His flock into one fold. All of the sheep be they Jewish sheep or Gentile sheep, belonged in the same flock. The good shepherd guards his sheep from every destructive force. He also guides them into good pastures. No matter what divides us, what unites us is far more powerful and that is under the banner of the great good shepherd. Jesus calls all of us to him if we only would respond. In the midst of these references to our Lord's ministry as the Good Shepherd, we find also that He is the door to the sheepfold. This figure of speech was familiar to those who lived in the Middle East. The sheepfold was an enclosure in which the sheep were brought together at night for protection from their natural enemies. The shepherds took their sheep out to pasture during the day and brought the sheepfold at night in for safety and rest. A shepherd or gatekeeper would literally make his bed in the doorway to the sheepfold. An enemy could not enter without crossing over the gatekeeper's body. Our Lord was declaring Himself to be the way of entrance and at the same time saying He provided security for those who enter. We may not understand all the nuances related to sheep and shepherds. But we do understand what doors are, don't we? We understand that doors can keep people out. Doors can keep good out as well as bad. We use our doors to shut off places, to make it a little more difficult to get into places. We lock doors to keep people from coming in or going out. And if you went home today and your door had been messed with, if your door had, had screwdriver marks on it or splinters or whatever may be there, immediately you would know that something tried to open your door or someone tried to open your door and they weren't welcome. 
you would know. So Jesus is putting himself in that place, the place of the door. And he is tying in the reference of the shepherd. But what is it we can say about Christ as the door? Christ is the door of entrance to God the Father. This statement of our Lord likely was prompted when after Jesus healed a blind man, the man was treated severely by those in charge of the synagogue. The treatment of the healed blind man by the Jews in the preceding account made Jesus doubly certain that the people of God were being harassed by false religious leaders here likened to thieves and robbers. These terms may refer to the Pharisees who had just tried to take everything away from the beggar that Jesus had cured including the welcoming of his parents, the legitimacy of his miracles and the fellowship of his synagogue. They cast him out because of his favorable words about Jesus. By casting him out, they were declaring themselves to be the entrance way to God. Jesus boldly affirmed that he, rather than the religious institutions of the day, was the only way to the Father God. And he continues to be the only way to the Father God today. There are always those who would seek to keep out those that they do not want to deal with. There are always those who categorize people according to where they want them to be in their station in life. And they say to them, you can't come through the same door I come through. Jesus is saying very clearly that the Pharisees had an agenda and that agenda was not one of God. It was one of human conduct. One can find out much about God by various methods of study and observation. We can learn something about the antiquity of God by studying the universe. We can behold the intricacy and the delicacy of His creative activity by looking through a microscope. We can observe the artistic ability of our God in the wonders of nature, but it is through Jesus Christ that we come to know God as Father. He shows us the way. He is the door. Any other way is a thief and a robber. Jesus came into the world where many people thought of God only as a stranger. A couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, I went to see one of our members and I hadn't been to their house in a while and I get my neighborhoods mixed up sometimes if I don't use my GPS. So I went into the wrong neighborhood looking for the person I was looking for and I saw a car that looked like that person's car. So I stopped at the house. I went and knocked on the, on the side door and there was a lady who came to the door. Very nice lady, but she did not open that door. I told her who I was looking for. She said, oh, you need to go down to the next neighborhood and do this and that thing. I said, well, I'm the pastor at Mechanicsville Baptist Church. All of a sudden, the door came open. <laughs> she realized I was not there to destroy her, to harm her in any way. You see, that's what Jesus does for us. We know what an open door means, don't we? We know that an open door means that we are welcome. And Jesus opens the door to our relationship with God. 
Jesus came into a world in which many people thought of God as an enemy. Christ came to reveal God as the loving Father. Christ spoke to Himself as the Good Shepherd who reveals the continuing concern of the loving Father. In the midst of His conversation about His relationship to the people as a shepherd to the sheep, He uses the figure of the door to describe His role and function in ministry. Christ is the door to real security. He says, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. To be able to go in and out is to be able to move about in an environment that is absolutely safe and secure. All of us are security seekers, aren't we? We spend a great deal of time and effort and resources in trying to remain secure. This morning, when I went out, to get my microphone the first time I hooked it up, went downstairs, checked the door that comes in where the offices are. It was unlocked. Guess what I did? I locked it. I locked it because we can't manage that door because no one is down there to see it. And so I locked it for our protection. Now, we're not under any kind of threat other than any general threat that you'd have anywhere you go and assemble as a people. We know that. We're sure of that but we take extra measures to make sure that we remain secure. And that's one of the ways we can do that. The reason I say that is is because security is something that is always on our minds. This is true for the baby with his blanket, the businesswoman with her bank account and stock portfolio, the student seeking college education, and the person seeking to complete an adequate insurance program. On the international level, nations seek security through armaments and alliances. One of the basic needs of the human heart is security. In contrast to all of those who make improper approaches to the flock, the true shepherd is one who enters by the door. He is open and direct. Rather than trying to slip in by another way, he is willing to be identified and admitted by the gatekeeper to have his true purposes understood by all. His relation to the sheep is one of reciprocal knowledge. On the one hand, they are able to hear his voice, while on the other hand, he is able to call his own sheep by name. Jesus Christ is the doorway to security from the past. All of us in life have made mistakes. If we say we haven't made a mistake, we've made a mistake because we said we hadn't made a mistake. It's human nature, isn't it? We can't help ourselves. It's who we are. Each of us is a sinner and we all stand in need of forgiveness for the past. Only Jesus Christ can give us the security we need at this point to forgive us of our past. One of the difficulties that we face so many times in life is we have a hard time forgiving ourselves sometimes for our past and other people hold our past against us. But not Jesus. Jesus is the doorway to security from the past. Jesus Christ is a doorway to security in the present. The only real security is spiritual. It is wonderful to have good health, a quality education, good friends and kind friends and a prestigious position, but we need to recognize that many of these things that we lean on for security is in the realm of the spiritual. 
Jesus Christ wants to be with us in all of the crises of life to help us be secure. We find security in the presence of the Spirit in our lives. The Spirit speaks to us. The Spirit guides us. The Spirit gives us comfort in our times of sorrow and sickness. I don't understand all there is to understand about that. But I know that prayer makes a difference in people's lives. Prayer makes a difference when someone is in the hospital and they know that you're praying for them. It makes a difference. Jesus is saying, I can give you security now. Jesus Christ is a doorway to security not only in the past, in the present, but also for the future. The security that Christ offers for the future is not found in military alliances or financial success. He offers security in the grace of God and through the abiding presence of the Holy Spirit who has promised to never leave us nor forsake us because I'm telling you, one day you will cross over and the door will be open to you in the presence of God. And all you have accumulated and all you have thought that you've gained in this life will be over. And you know what we should be working on? We should be working on the people behind us. Our young people, our children, even one another. Because you know in your life that you are here today because someone in your life somewhere, whether it was family or friend, or even foe, made a point to introduce you to Jesus. Someone influenced you to be here on this day, didn't they? Somewhere in your life, you are here because someone opened the door for you to see Jesus Christ. We have a tremendous responsibility to make sure that we allow others the opportunity to walk through that door as well. Doors can be closed and doors can be opened. When I first met Janet many years ago, Edna and John have a few years on us. We celebrated 29 last August, so you got 38 years on me. I don't know whether we can make it that long or not, you know. I, I don't know. Um, I mean by staying alive that long. I, that's what I mean. I don't know. But when I first met Janet, we were working. We were recruited out of Southern Baptist Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky to work for what was then called the Sunday School Board in their summer children's camp. And my responsibility was to pick Janet up and drive her to Nashville to catch a plane because we were going to Texas for training. So we go. And I grew up in the country. I didn't know about all these special doors and things that were everywhere that you had to walk through. And uh, in Louisville, in the airport, the doors would open automatically. You know, that was a big thing back in the 80s, okay? It's not so big now, but back in the 80s, that was a big thing. You walk up to a door and it would open for you. And I'm not talking about the grocery store door, you know, where you stepped on the mat and it opened. I'm talking about it just opened. 
The Nashville airport, not quite so like that. I was nervous, traveling. And there was a revolving door there. So I stepped in the revolving door with my luggage, and the door didn't revolve. I thought it was an automatic revolver. No, you had to push it. So I said, oh my goodness, the door won't work. What should I do? And Janet said, push. And I pushed and went on around and on in the airport. I say that to say that that's why I had to marry her. Somebody had to tell me these things, you know. (laughs) But I'm really saying that to say that somebody will get hung in the door. And it's our responsibility to tell them to push. Jesus wants us to come into His presence. Christ is the door to perfect satisfaction. Go in and out and find pasture. It was the role of the good shepherd to bring the sheep into the sheepfold at the close of the day where they could rest in safety from their enemies during the night. It also was the function of the shepherd to lead the sheep out into the pastures and watering places during the day. The sheep's well-being was dependent on the shepherd's provisions. We know that from the 23rd Psalm, don't we? He will lead me into the green pastures and beside the still waters. Instead of casting them out on their own, he both brings them out as his own and goes before them as their trusted leader whom they are willing to follow. The sheep are blessed not only with a receptive ear to know His voice, but with a divine deafness to the voice of strangers from whom they flee. Through Jesus Christ we enter into an experience of the love of God and with His help we relate to others in terms of a persistent, unbreakable spirit of goodwill. In Jesus Christ we experience the joy of fellowship with other members of the family of God as sheep in the fold. In Jesus Christ we experience the satisfaction of the freedom to be all that God would have us to be. He works to set us free from the forces that would hinder us. Christ is the door for any person and every person. Christ is the door out of the confusion and chaos that sin and carelessness bring into life. If you want to find your way out, then come to Jesus Christ who is the door. Don't be fooled by the world and what the world promises and says to you. Focus on Christ. Christ is the door in. No one likes to be an outsider. Jesus Christ is the door into the family of God. He is the way into abundant life and peace. Christ is the door through. No one knows what tomorrow holds. For some of us it will be joy, but for others of us it will be sorrow. For some it will be prosperity, while for others it may be poverty. For some it will be health, and for some it will be illness. Christ Jesus wants to help us go through whatever life brings with an attitude that is positive and constructive and benevolent. Give your life to Him. Open the door that He has opened for you and walk through. Christ is the door up to the highest and best that people can experience. 
He is the door up to our highest possible manhood and womanhood. He is the way up to true success. The story has been told of a believer, Frederick Nolan, who was fleeing from his enemies during a time of persecution in North Africa. Pursued by them over hill and valley with no place to hide, he fell exhausted into a wayside cave expecting his enemies to find him soon. Awaiting his death, he saw a spider weaving a web. Within minutes, the spider had woven a beautiful web across the mouth of the cave. The pursuers arrived and wondered if Nolan was hiding there, but on seeing the unbroken and unmangled piece of art, thought it impossible for him to have entered the cave without dismantling the web. And so they went on. Having escaped, Nolan burst out and exclaimed, Where God is, a spider's web is like a wall. Where God is not, a wall is like a spider's web. Let Christ be your door. You see, the joy of following Christ is found in verse 10, isn't it? I have come that they may have life and that they might have it more abundantly. You know, in a world where direction is hard to come by, in a world where there are so many confusing thoughts and understandings, in a world where people are divided, it's good to know that we have one who shows us the way, who directs us in life's paths, who wants us to walk through the door with Him. Today the door is open for you to enter. Come to Jesus Christ and let Him be your Savior, Teacher and God. Make Him Lord and you will find Him to be the entrance to a full life an abundant life. We are plagued by worry. We are plagued by affliction and illness and all those things that make us human. But Jesus has showed us the way, hasn't he? He has opened the door to show us how to live life abundantly without fear without want. He has shown us the Good Shepherd. Have you seen him? Oh, wouldn't some of us give all that we could give to go to that place that we called home when we were growing up and see that loved one standing in that door opening it up and saying, come in. Jesus gives us the opportunity on that day to see who's standing at the door. Shall we pray? Gracious and eternal God, we are thankful that Jesus loves us so much that he cares for us like a shepherd 
dutifully cares for his sheep. And you do it because you love us. Help us, Father, to close those doors in our lives that need to be closed and open those doors that need to be opened so that we can find our way to you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Our hymn of invitation is number 321, The Savior is Waiting. The Savior is waiting on us to allow Him to show us abundant living through Him. The invitation is open as we stand and sing. for us about uh, what we're about to do with the teams and then after that I will offer a benediction and a blessing for the meal okay you might want to go up here Kevin so they can hear okay on behalf of the dominating team just want to make a quick announcement about our ministry team team huddles we're having this afternoon if you're are a member of one of our church committees. We'd love for you to hang around afterwards, have lunch next door. Uh, when you enter into the Family Life Center, there'll be a table set up there with lunches for you to grab. At that point, you can go to whichever table represents whatever committee that you want to go to first. Uh, we realize some of you may be a member of more than one committee, 
and they should be there should be ample time for you to after you're finished with with one to go on to the next also okay um at each table there will be copies of the purpose and guidelines of your team uh which you will uh, read and discuss there will also be a new roster and planning sheet for the coming year uh, that same sheet from last year will also be there in case you need to look over that to just see where y'all have come since last year at that time. Also, if there are any church members here that currently that are not on a team and you'd be interested in serving in the coming year on a team, please see me afterwards as we still have a few openings uh, left over. So we appreciate you coming and appreciate you that, you that will be staying here for that. And at the end of our meeting, Tim will have a closing prayer, so don't run off when you're done. Just wait up there, and uh, he'll, he'll close with a prayer for us. So thank you. If you have any questions, Kevin will make your way to the back, Kevin, so that they can be there. Again, thank you for being here. We do have some folks who have uh, uh, been ill this past week. One of our members, Doris Burton, was extremely ill. She is making a recovery. I saw I misspoke in the... Uh, Sunday school class I was in I saw her on Friday and by Saturday afternoon she was doing much better uh, so remember her in your prayers also Ruth Stewart this past week had an accident and uh, she needs our prayers she's okay Cindy can vouch for her. she's okay uh, she did spend a couple of days in the hospital for um, just uh, going over some things and running some tests and so forth but the reason I mentioned it is there was some confusion I think some people in the Sunday school hour still thought she was in the hospital and I wanted to clear that up. Ruth is at home, okay? So remember her. And this time last week, Chuck was in the hospital, and he's back with us today. So we're glad that Chuck is back with us. And there have been others that have been. Uh, George Bryan is another one. I found out yesterday that George Bryan has been in the hospital since Wednesday with pneumonia. And George is always here with us. He was getting better, um, but uh, Cotton Sizemore called me yesterday because we didn't know it until Cotton went and found him. So that's where he is. Uh, so remember him in your prayers. And there are others, and I know I'm leaving out people, but those were ones that were on my mind because there were questions about them this morning. So let's bow for a uh, benediction and a blessing. Gracious Lord, as we depart on this day given to us by you, we are grateful for every day because every day with you, Father, is a day of blessing because we know we are loved and we know, Father, you call to us each day to serve you. Thank you, Father, for those who are willing to serve on committees and teams in the coming year. We thank you, Father, for this opportunity to spend some time looking at our teams and asking ourselves what is it that we want to accomplish in the year to come as we seek your guidance each day. Thank you for the food that we're about to receive. Bless it to our bodies. In the name of Jesus, amen.